You are now listening to Good and Bad Figs taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good morning. I want to um, welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh. Yeshua in the highest. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Good and bad figs. Good and bad figs. With a little grape sprinkled in there. Good and bad figs. You're going to realize how blessed you are today. What constitutes someone being a good fig? Someone knowing the truth. Someone understanding the truth. Someone living in the truth. Amen. Someone takes who takes the truth seriously. Someone who God uses to, care, to um, spread his word abroad throughout. Okay. Someone who um, supports those that carries God's word about. Someone who knows the truth. Someone who understands. Someone who has the key of David. That's a good fake. It's a good fake. What makes someone a bad fake? What makes bad fakes? Bad fakes are people who don't care to know the truth. Who wants to be lied to. Who wants to be in falsehood. Who's double-minded. Who wants to play both sides of the road. Those are bad fakes. They're wicked. They're evil. They're so bad that they're evil, God says. That's what we're going to learn here. When you're in the church that teaches who the Kenites are, which are the bad fig, okay? When you're in the church that teaches he who comes first is a fake, okay? When you're in the church that sounds the alarm, stands on a tower with their head held high, okay? To point out the wicked one, to point out Satan, to point out his children, okay? When you're in the church where you're doing the will of the living God, Okay, you are considered to be in one of the churches of the end time, the two churches. Okay, Philadelphia and Smyrna, which means good fake. If you're not in a church that don't teach the first earth age, that don't teach the second and the third earth age and heaven age, if you're in a church that don't explain what actually happened in the garden of God, if you're in a church where God's not pleased with that church, if you're in a church and you don't know that the sixth trump, the sixth seal. And the sixth vial gives you the appearance of Antichrist, Satan himself. You are in a church that is a bad fig, and you are in a church that is led by a bad fig, Satan himself, his spirit, okay? His spirit. You got to understand that. So you would ask yourself, how does the good fig and the bad fig coexist? There is a fig wasp, a fig wasp, a little tiny fig wasp, but not too big, okay? And this, I said this years ago, but the fig wasp goes from the good fig, Smyrna, Okay, he goes in. He he or she the, that fig pollinates and stuff like that, and he takes what he takes from that. Then it goes to another fig, okay, and it takes what it takes from that. But as it goes to the other fig, it takes that good stuff from the good fig, and it brings it all the way over to the bad fig, okay, and vice versa, vice versa. It takes the stuff from the bad fig and it brings it to the good fig. Fig wasp is a real thing, okay? Look it up. It's very interesting because it's the dumb fig wasp that mixes up the truth. That messes it all up. The fig wasp are the people that belong to the churches. Amen? A fig wasp is always moving. That means people in church who don't have a good foundation in church, who don't know the truth in church, they are the fig wasp. They're symbolic of the fig wasp. They never stay put. They're always moving, okay? They go from here to here to here to here to that church to this church to that church. And they have no foundation. They have no home. Christ isn't their foundation. They're bad fakes. And they're messing a lot of things up, okay? They really, really are. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 24. Jeremiah 24, verse 1. If you have a say, glory to God. The Lord Yahweh showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set before the temple of the Lord Yahweh. After that, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah, with the carpenters and smiths from Jerusalem, and had brought them to Babylon. Confusion. That's what Babylon means, confusion. One basket had very good figs, Smyrna, Philadelphia. Very, very good figs. Even like the figs that are first ripe. Now, the figs that are first ripe, God, Christ uses this, that analogy a lot. That analogy a lot. Because he talks about the figs that are first ripe. And they're so plump and they're so heavy and they're so juicy. Okay? 
God's elect. And the other basket had very naughty figs. Very naughty figs. Now, the translation of this figs, this naughty figs, are um, figs that are not worth anything. They're not worth anything at all. Naughty figs. Which could not be eaten. They were so bad. So, so bad. Then said the Lord Yahweh unto me, What seest thou, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs. The good figs, very good. And the evil, very evil. That they cannot be eaten. They are so evil. They'll even make you sick. This says, if you don't partake of the proper knowledge, the proper truth of God, anything else will make you sick. Amen. Again, the word of the Lord Yahweh came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Adonai Yahweh, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have set out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. God put them in captivity. For their own good. Another subject for another time. For I will set my eye upon them for good. And I will bring them again to this land. Yerushalayim. And I will build them and not pull them down. And I will plant them and not pluck them up. Now you know this isn't talking about after they came back from Nebuchadnezzar. You know because God scattered them after that. You know this is speaking of future sins. Okay. Past the millennium sins. Amen. After the millennium, when God is here himself de facto, when Jesus Christ reigns after the millennium, after judgment day. And I will give them a heart to know me. Praise God. That I am the Lord, and they shall be my people and I will be their God. For they shall return unto me with their whole heart. That's a beautiful thing when you actually serve God with your whole heart. Who do you return to? Yahweh. After you sin, Yahweh. After you repent, you turn to Yahweh. But you return with your whole heart. Not some of your heart. Whole heart means you're not playing games anymore. And you're really ready to serve Yahweh. In maturity. Not with half your heart, but your whole heart. Games are out the window and you're ready to grow. And if you're not ready to give yourself away to God in the name of Jesus Christ. The more than likely you're a bad fake. I want to be clear in this. If you, I know, I don't know if you ever read the Word of God from front to back. Okay, I've read it hundreds of times, front to back. Okay, I've even read it in Hebrew and Greek, front to back. Okay, and what you have to understand about this is, it don't mean nothing if you're not reading it with understanding. Amen. If you're not reading with the aid of the Holy Spirit, you're just reading like you're reading the newspaper, right? Because you don't understand, you don't get it. And when God speaks, he's very literal, okay? He's very literal. He's not, he don't say things just to say them, amen? He just doesn't. That's not who God is. So he wants your whole heart. Give him your whole heart, amen? Give him your whole heart. Verse 8. And as the evil figs, which cannot be eaten, they are so evil. Surely, thus saith the Lord Yahweh, so will I give Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and his princes, and the residue of Jerusalem that remain in his land, and them that dwell in the land of Egypt. As you know, um, he tried to run away, but Nebuchadnezzar found him and his family and executed them because he didn't trust God. God said, you go in, you serve your 70 years, sound like a long time, but you serve your 70 years, Okay, because you will not get right, you will not change, you will not serve me, you put idols before me, you do things, you, you, um, you blaspheme my name, you kill my prophets. So you go and do your 70 years, you're going to learn the lesson, you're going to come out, but you're going to come out better than when you went in. Okay, he says, and while you're in there, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. He said, I'm, he says, Zedekiah was like, I'm too good to be in slavery to anyone. That's why he and his family ran off. And that was the wrong move. And I will deliver them to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. There you go. For their hurt to be a reproach and to be a proverb, a taunt and a curse in all places whither I shall drive them. This reminds me of Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 25. There's cursings and then there's blessings in verse 15. All the way to 25 and more. Cursings and blessings. The blessings are for the good fig. The cursings are for the bad fig. The evil fig. I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them till they be consumed from off the land that I will give unto them and their fathers. 
Listen now, Yahweh wants you to get right. He wants his children to get right. He has plans for his good figs. Those that truly love and obey him and love him with all their heart, all their soul, and all their strength. Those that trust him because he trusts them. The bad figs, the bad figs are something else. They're bad because they want to be bad. They're bad to the bone. They decided a long time ago in their mind and in their spirit that they will not change. They can't change. They decided, I'm here. I'm going to do what I want to do. They're not trying to change at all. They're all about gains and self and fakeness. There's no compassion in their heart. They're all wrapped up in their own feelings. They can't care for someone besides themselves. They make everything about themselves. They're hypocrites and haters. Most of them are lonely and alone and live a lie. They're bad fakes. Bad fakes. And I want you to understand, they're bad fakes. The only way a bad fig becomes a good fig is if they return to God through repentance and their whole heart. That is the only way. That is the only way. Repentance is always there. Isaiah 5. Get into some grapes. I like grapes. You like grapes. You like wine. Isaiah 5. Not too much wine though. Isaiah 5. Let me say not too much wine one more time. For some people like too much wine. Not too much wine. Okay. <laughs> say it one more time. I feel like I need to say that one more time. It's a sin to be drunk. No one listens to a drunk. God can't use you. Isaiah 5 verse 1. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. This is listen to your father. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard and the very fruitful. I love when God speaks like this. I, I, it reminds me of Shakespeare. I love when he speaks like this. I love Shakespeare. Hello. I, I just, I, it's, um, he's speaking from his heart. He's speaking from his heart. Not that he doesn't. But he always does. But this reminds me of my favorite book in the Bible. Song of Solomon. Okay. And so he's speaking to his elect. Okay. Song of Solomon. My favorite book in the whole Bible. Song of Solomon. He's getting into some things here because he's saying my well-beloved. Those that I love. Those that love me. Those that know me. My good fig. My good fig. My good grapes. Watch this. He takes care of you and he expects you to produce for him. Amen. That's what he does. And he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine. The very best. That's what he does. He gives the very best. And built a tower in the midst of it and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. Now, wild grapes ain't good. Okay, it's not a good thing at all. I know you said I thought this was about things. I said in a little bit of grapes, remember? In a little bit of grapes, it's a little bit. Verse three. Watch this. We're gonna get into the wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem. So when God looks and he he dug out a he made a trench around it for water. He put it up high, gave it the best soil, the best vine. He cut it back. He did everything he was supposed to do to take care of this fruit, this vine. Yeah, remember. Christ is divine. We are the branches. Amen. And if you don't produce what happens, you fall off of Jesus Christ. You fall right off. You're considered a wild grape, a bad fig. Watch this. He prepares it. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judea, of Judah, excuse me, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. You want the wine out of the vineyard, right? You want to drink the wine, right? You think my vineyard is more important than me? You think what I've given you is more important than me, than our relationship? Watch this. What could I have, what could have been done more to my vineyard? Question. No question, but I'm saying question. God is the ultimate farmer, is he not? He knows how to plant. He knows how to make something grow. He grew everything that we see and everything that we taste. That's God. He knows the recipe to do so. He's the creator of all things. That I have not done in it, wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. Let's talk about wild grapes for a second. Bad grapes. In the Hebrew, it is biushim. In the Hebrew tongue. 
Biushim. Sounds like a Hebrew word, doesn't it? Biushim. And um, it means to stink, to stink, to stink with badness. Good for nothing. Only to be thrown out. If you eat it or drink it, if you eat or drink too much of it, it could kill you. Wild grapes. Remember we talked about that wasp at the beginning of this message? That fig wasp? How that fig wasp pollinates everything? Hmm? How it goes from the bad figs to the good figs and how it goes from the, the bad church to the good church. Can, can never find a home. Never settled in. Never giving God their whole heart. Amen. Same thing here. Verse 5. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge. Hmm. Gonna scorch up thereof. And it shall be eaten up and break down the wall thereof. And it shall be trodden down. I'm not going to care for it, God's saying. Just like I don't care for my children when they have attitudes, God's saying. Just like I don't care when when you don't care. Watch this. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. Whoa. Well, dry out, wither up. For the vineyard of the Lord Yahweh of hosts is the house of Israel. Now, what, I want to make one distinction here. The house of Israel knows the truth. They understand the truth. They get it. They get it. Do they not? You get it. Right? God's the elect in this found generation. They get it. They understand it. If we don't produce for God, he removes the hedge. He takes down the fence. Okay? The sun's going to beat on it. No rain. Amen? We must produce. Amen. Verse 7 to close out this chapter. For the vineyard of the Lord Yahweh of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry. When you have the truth, when you have the goodness of God, you are held to a higher standard. Amen. You are held to a higher standard to do more, to be more. Okay. All those things. Everything. Not to cause oppression and not to cause people to cry. Amen. Not to cause pain or hurt, but to have grace running through your veins, compassion and love. Anything else is pretty much a bad fake. Now, I know that sometimes we get those with the truth, those who are privy to the truth. Life gets to them and they forget who they are. Okay. Not in this sense, not in this final generation. You can't forget who you are. Okay. Yahweh looks for those with his truth to be an example. Those that carry his promises, those that live for him, to be the pure difference in this world, okay? In this world of oppression and evil. He looks for us to be the pure difference. He's like, well, how can we make a difference in the world? It ain't really you making a difference. It's your example that God lives inside of you making the difference. That's what it is. It's you doing your job for God, making the difference. But all Yahweh found was... His people, his children that he entrusted to his truth. They caused oppression. They caused a horrible cry. They caused hurt. Instead of solving problems, they became the problem. They began to be double-minded and worldly, lustful, to hate, to leave repentance for self-gratification. Okay? We can't live that way. Learn by example. Okay? Learn by example. Let's go to Luke 13. Now, if you're God's elect, you can't make you, you can't really make a decision in your life. Well, I want to be a bad fig. You can't really make that decision. It's already made for you. Okay? You're a good fig. Okay? You can't make that decision. Okay? But you can screw up a lot, even as a good fig. Okay? And you can't make your life harder than it needs to be. Okay? Amen? So understand where this is going here. Understand that. Understand that. When you're young, you're good. Okay? When you're young, you're good. But the things that you do when you're young that you do not repent for when you're young, the things that you do when you're middle-aged that you do not repent for when you're middle-aged, those are the things that's going to creep upon you when you're in your old age. Okay? Repentance is serious. It's extremely serious. Grace, mercy, love, faith is serious. All these things are serious. It's very serious. So Luke 13, verse 6. Watch this. If you have a say, glory to God. He spake also this parable, Christ speaking, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereof, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser, the, um, the, the yard keeper of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit of this fig tree, and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth 
it the ground? Why are you why are you allowing it to stay in the ground and why are you treating it? Cut it down. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it and put dung manure on it. And if it bear fruit, well, if it not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Very plain, very simple, right? What is it about? What is what is serving God about? Hmm? Bearing fruit. It's always about bearing fruit. When you're connected to Christ, there's nothing you can't do. Amen. He's the vine. We are the branches. Amen. When you're connected to him, there's nothing you cannot do. When you're not connected to him through distraction, through whatever is going on in your life, or just because that's who you are, a bad fig, you're going to suffer in life. Life's going to throw you a lot of blows because Satan's going to be throwing them blows at you. Okay? Being connected to Christ protects us from the wicked one and the world. So what I want you to see from this is this. I want you to know that Yahweh gives us everything we need to produce for him. Everything. Three years. Three years he's waited for this fig tree to produce. Three years. Three years. I want you to know that Yahweh gives us everything we need to produce for him. When we don't produce because of our stubbornness. And our worldliness and our lust in our hearts and the hate that we hold in our hearts, our lack of love and compassion, we begin to look away from pure repentance and we begin to turn to something that we don't want to be. Something that we do not want to be. I mean, I could talk to I'm blue in the face. The word of God could speak to we're blue in the face. But once you leave here, it seems like some people, they lose what you've learned and you go right back to yourself. So what that tells me is, what that tells me is the power of Jesus Christ that lives within me that and God that dwells in his home cannot allow foolishness to come through that doorway, okay, at all. So when you leave here sometimes, when you leave here sometimes, that whatever you have on you jumps back on you because you go back to being who you are inside and out. Amen? Hear what I'm saying, right? This is the truth. We are in the truth. There is no way that God will not provide everything that he always has. Provide everything that we need to get things done for him. He always has. He's a God of his word. He's a God of his word. That's who he is. God of his word. And we're doing more than we've ever done. Amen. And it's only going to get greater. It's only going to get greater. Okay. And I'm telling you that because I, because I know for a fact. Now, as those with the truth, as the good fig. You are not to allow lust, worldliness, hate to remove you from the repentance that God has placed on your life, that grace. Okay? When you begin not to repent, you begin to turn to something that you don't want to be. You just do. And then things attract to you, things attach to you. Okay? They can't come through the door. They can't come through the threshold. But they sure can wait for you outside. They sure can. Okay? Thus goes no change. You must get rid of whatever jumps off of you, whatever jumps back on you. Amen? That's the truth. So let's go to Matthew 21. God's looking for change, so am I. God's, God knows his good fig, so do I. God knows his elect, so do I. You got to know who you are and live it out. Matthew 21, verse 12. Verse 12. We'll be right back here next um, Sunday. I have a message entitled um, A Den of Thieves. Message entitled Den of Thieves. The word ain't gonna like that one, but the churches won't anyway. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, Matthew, 12, Matthew 21, verse 12. If you have a say glory to God. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and brought in the temple and overthrew the tables of money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. Now, let's be real for one second. I'm going to get into this next week, but I'm going to just touch on it right now, okay? Because I want to show the difference between a good fig and a bad fig here, okay? The bad fig always finds a way to exploit the church, okay? They always find a way to exploit God's children. They always find a way to make things bad, okay? That's just who they are. They're bad figs, okay? Now, you got these people outside the holy temple of God, where God dwells in. You cannot destroy the temple as long as God's in the temple. So, God dwells inside the temple. 
They give offerings. They give everything. They give the the lamb sacrifices. Their the oxen, the cows, the goats. They do all of it right there. The holy temple, Solomon's porch. These people are on Solomon's porch doing this. And God's inside. See what I mean about what you leave outside of the temple? Hmm? Tell me about that. This is why when Jesus, any sacrifice is done outside the temple because it's done for sin. So all sacrifices are done outside the temple, not inside the temple, outside the temple. Okay? The sacrifice of Jesus Christ being the lamb, the perfect lamb, was done outside the temple because it was for sin. Okay? Everything that goes on bad outside the temple is outside the temple for a reason. Let's talk about the people inside the temple, okay? The people who are supposed to be the keepers of the gate. The people who are supposed to be the guards of the temple, of God's temple. His house of prayer, and they would not. Let's talk about that for a second. Now, to my knowledge, to my understanding from God, from the Spirit of God in Jesus' name, is that anything that goes on outside the temple, the people inside the temple understand and they know about, okay? So therefore, these bad figs are allowing their figs because they're getting a cut of whatever they make outside the temple. How are you trying to change 10% of what God, what they're supposed to give God? You say, I'm going to change that for you. You want change for your 10% for God? Let me change that for you and I'll give you this. God will understand. It's hard. It's tough. But I'm going to take a percentage of that. Okay, if you got a whole bunch of people coming in doing this, doing that, and selling mite infested doves and selling stuff that's not even holy enough to give to God as an offering, but that's the mindset of human beings, amen. Bad figs, they don't want to give their best to God. So, this is the other thing who also didn't give their best to God? Okay, I'm gonna name just two names. Two, uno, dos. I'm going to name two names, okay? One is Esau, did not give his best to God. The other one is Cain, okay? And we know the example of Cain. When Cain didn't give his best to God, God said, why have your countenance fall? Why are you the way you are? So you know you're not giving me your best, but still you have an attitude. Why? Why? For what? Because that's who you are. Bad, you're a bad seed. You're a bad fig. A bad fig. Watch this. 13. And he said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. There's our title for next week. A den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And he healed them. Now, mind you, he beat everyone with a cat of nine tails. I didn't get to that. I didn't get into that. He beat everyone with a cat of nine tails. Okay, he made a whip and started beating them and started turning over the money changers tables and all the money and all the gold and all the silver went everywhere. He let all the might infested doves go free. You can't give that to God. He let all the lambs, all the goats and all the oxen and the cows, he let them all go free. They're all unclean. God don't want unclean things. He wants your love. Amen. Made it a ten of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him, 14, in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying of the temple, and saying, Hosanna, which means, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Now here comes that envy, here comes that jealousy, that self-introspection, and said unto them, and said unto him, Hearest thou what they say? Question. Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye not read? Meaning, have you not heard? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Thou hast perfected praise. I love this verse. Thou hast perfected praise. Perfected praise here in the Greek is um, kat katartizo. Katartizo. Okay? And it means prepared Praise, prepared praise, to set in order or praise that's arranged by God. Praise that's arranged by God. Meaning Christ is already, he is prepared to be praised. He is, it is ordained that he will be praised. But he's only going to be praised at this time by the good fig. He ain't going to be praised by the bad fig, because the bad fig can't see him. As it says in John chapter 1, it says, He who created the world was in the world, and they could not comprehend him. They did not understand him, him being in the world. So this is 
prepared praise to set in order or arrange by Yahweh. These Pharisees and Sadducees are the bad figs. They're the stinky grapes. They're stinking it up. These little children and those who are lame and need healing, good figs. They will grow and learn to appreciate the true Christ. And they will serve him in Yahweh. Because before these children even grow, they're just seeing him now. Christ is about to die. He's about to be crucified. Amen. So they're going to get the doctrine of the apostles and the elect. They're going to get that doctrine. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Word to the wise on that one. The bad figs, the bad figs, okay, got much going on, a whole lot going on in their heart. And that's why they can't serve or even see Yahweh. They can't even see him. Because they got too much going on in their heart. Too much. Just way too much going on in their heart. 17. And he lifted them up and went out of the city of Bethany. And he lodged there. 18. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the, in the, in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereof but leaves only. Now let me explain something to you. If the leaves are out, Summer's nigh, okay? If the leaves are out, okay? This tree should have fruit. Telling you right now. And when he saw the fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. And said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee here henceforth forever. Boom, curse. And presently the fig tree withered away. Now this is one of the bases of the parable of the fig tree. Okay. Now. What you got to understand about this is this. That this fig tree. This bad fig. That's why it would not produce for God. Okay. That's why it would not produce for he who created it. That's why it would not produce after God put a mold around it, filled it with water, gave it the best, everything, did all these things, and it still won't produce at all. Because it's, it's the Kenite nation. It's the Pharisees. It's the Sadducees running the show inside the temple, messing everything up. It's the scribes. It's Zira messing everything up. That's what it is. Messing everything up. And it's a Kenite nation. But the world today, the people, they don't teach this truth today. They don't teach that this is the Kenite nation who sit in the seat of Moses. They don't teach that. Because they don't know to teach that. Because they're not called of God. They're not called of God. So therefore they can't teach that. He's saying you will not grow henceforth forever. And the fig tree withered away. 20. Watch this. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? How soon is it withered away? They were marveled. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also... If ye shall say unto the mountain, mountains translated nation here. And I will say the Kenite nation here. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. It shall be done. That's faith. It shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer. Believe. Believing ye shall receive it. All things. All things. So, you got enough faith to cast out. The Kenite nation. You have enough faith to cast out the Kenite nation. The bad fig out of your life. Completely out of your life. That's a blessing. If you have enough faith to do so. Cast it right into the water. This Christ went to the fig tree. And as he went to Israel to see if they would produce for him. And Yahweh. But they will not get right. And repent. They will not allow conviction to fall. Upon their hearts. Because pride's blocking that conviction. Don't let pride block conviction for you. 
Amen. Don't let pride block conviction for you in this final generation. Okay? Be the good fig, not the bad. Not the bad. They're being led by the Kenites and being brainwashed into falsehood. Okay? Because what they see seems holy to them. But he who is truly holy stands right before them. And they won't repent and believe and serve. Truly serve with their whole heart. Good fig, bad fig. Okay? Good fig, bad fig. A lot to be desired. Let's go to um, Revelations 2. We're almost done. One more place after this one. Revelations 2. Revelations chapter 2. Verse 8. Couldn't do this message without going to the church. Revelations 2, 8. If you have it, say glory to God. And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna, which means good fig, write, these things saith the first and the last, Jesus Christ, which was dead and is alive. There you go, evidence of that. I know thy works and tribulations and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, they are Christians, and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, Satan's own children. They have the spirit of the Kenite. They are bad figs. He's saying, I know that you know who they are. And I know that you're dealing with them. Watch this. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast, Antichrist, shall cast some of you in prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. You can deal with that. It's nothing. It's nothing. Ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, which is Satan. Don't be faithful to Satan, but be faithful to your calling. You know what you must do. And I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Praise God. Listen, there was two churches Christ was pleased with. Okay? Smyrna and Philadelphia. They are of the body of Christ. Of the body of Christ. Why was he pleased? Because they taught who the Kenites are and what truly happened in the Garden of Yahweh between the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is Satan himself, and Adam and Eve. Anything else is bad. It's bad fig, it's stinky grapes, stinky grape church. <laughs> Anything else is bad fig, stinky grape church. Okay? That's just the truth. And Christ isn't happy. But if you believe that you are a good fig, that you belong to a good fig church, okay? A good fig changes the way they think. A good fig dedicates their life to Jesus Christ and they produce for God. That's what a good fig does. A good fig don't hold on to don't hold on to things. Don't hold on. Well, someone spoke to me wrong. Well, someone did this. That's not a good fig. That's a confused fig. Okay, that's someone who has a problem with themselves and pride is, is is in front of their face. Amen. We don't want that. That's not how we live. Amen. We live in compassion. We live in love. We live in grace. If Christ can forgive someone who spit on him, I think we can forgive someone who says something out of the way to us. Amen. And I don't think it's that hard. Let love shine forth. Matthew 24 to close. Let the world know who you belong to and where you belong. Matthew 24, verse 15. Matthew 24, 15. You know what we're teaching here. If you have a say, glory to God. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel. Now, it is not desolation. It is um, desolator. It's an entity. Satan is an entity here. I want, I want to make that very, very clear. Who we're speaking of here. When ye shall see the abomination... The desolator, the entity, Satan himself, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Daniel 9.27, standing in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Let him what? Understand what? That he who comes first is the fake. Understand that if you're not in the church that teach he who comes first is the fake, you're a fake. You're in a fake church. Period. Hands down. There's nothing you can do about that. Okay? Except repent. And find a good church. A church like Smyrna. A church like Philadelphia. That teaches what Christ and Yahweh is pleased with. It's not too late. Then let them 
which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him or her which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his or her house. Neither let him or her which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Why? There's no more time. You don't need clothes for what's about to happen. God's going to clothe you. Okay? Seven trumps about to happen. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. What days? This final generation. Woe unto them who are with child. What that means is, he's saying, if you are carrying out the work of Satan, of Antichrist, if you're giving birth to what he's doing by bringing people into his falsehood church, then you are literally working for him and you are carrying his child for him. And it's a problem, a huge problem. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. It's going to be a bad time when Antichrist is here. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for the elect. It's not going to be good for anyone. Because he causes an abomination. 22. Watch this. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. For those that love God, that know God, the good thing, the days will be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. It's a lie. For there shall arise false Christ, Antichrist, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, and so much that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Guess what? It ain't possible. We will not be deceived. If you are the good fig, you will not be deceived. God says you will not. No one can take you out of my hand. Period. We serve a great God and there is no one greater than God Almighty. 25. Behold, I have told you before. There's no excuse. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chamber, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even into the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Meaning what? When Jesus Christ returns, the whole world is going to see him. Everyone who pierced him is going to see him at the same time. Glory to God. Satan can't copy that. Okay? Neither can the church. I don't care how many special effects you got. Okay? You can't you can't copy the greatness of God. Amen. 28. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. This word eagles translated vultures. Okay? And the bad figs are pretty much vultures, okay? They're scavengers. Okay? They will pick a hundred dollar bill clean. Okay? <laughs> scavengers. They will pick it clean, boy. They really will. Is that a hundred dollar bill? Some for you, some for me, some for you, more for me, more for me, for me, some for you, some for you. They will pick it clean with their little sharp beak and their claws. That's who they are. Okay? That's who Satan is. Now, what attracts um, vultures? A carcass. This word carcass in the Greek is 4430 in the Greek, and it means um, it is proma. Proma in the Greek, and it means a lifeless, dead, spiritual body. Okay? Proma. Okay? Let's read it again. For wheresoever the proma, the carcass is, the lifeless, dead, spiritual body, those without this truth, those that don't understand the, the difference between six and seven, those that don't get that he who comes first is a fake, those that don't understand that they've been worshiping Antichrist. They were the eagles, the vultures, be gathered together. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of, he of the heavens shall be shaken. Why? The true Christ is returning. Seven Trump, immediately after this. Okay? And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. Why? Because they've been worshiping Antichrist. That's why they're mourning. They should be happy, but they're bad fig. They're not good fig. Only the good fig will be happy. The bad fig will mourn. Because they're going to be like, like it says in Revelation 6 and Revelation 9. They're going to say, um, hide me from him who sits on the throne of God. Why do you want to be it? I thought you was doing this well. You wasn't. You're a bad fig. You're a bad fig. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. Of heaven and power and great glory. With power and great glory. 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Seventh trumpet to be exact. And they shall gather together his elect. Who is he gathering? The good fig. Those who belong to Smyrna. Those who belong to Philadelphia. And those who they pulled out of the falsehood churches. Glory to God. From the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put forth leaves. There you go. Ye know summer is nigh. That's why that tree should have had some fruit. But it did not want to produce for God. So Christ cursed it and made it wither. Glory to God. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. Really, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. And we are close. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. We're going to keep going. But of that day and hour, knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noe were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What, was they, what were they doing in the days of Noe? They were giving in marriage. They were marrying men with men and women with women. Duh, what's new today? What's new today? Now, one thing. They laughed at Noah. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh at me. They laughed at Pastor Murray. They laugh at Dennis. They laugh at me. Okay? It's no big deal. They laughed at Jesus Christ. I'll take some laughter. Okay? Christ endured it. So can we. Right? For as in the days that were before the flood... They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noe entered into the earth. Noe is Noah in the Greek. They were eating and drinking. They were partying, having revivals. Church wasn't church. No one was going to church. There was a lot of drunkenness and, and um, people getting high. It was just a mess. There's nothing new under the sun. The same thing that went on then is the same thing that's going on now. It just looks different, but it's still the same. Lift up the skirt, you'll see. It's just the same. 39. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. They will not know because they're going to think that they've been worshiping the true Christ. That's that flood of lies that Satan puts out. I got a whole message called the Ark of the End Time. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other one left. Two men, two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other one left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what your for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this that if the good man or good woman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, the thief being Satan, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. If you have the knowledge to understand that the thief's coming, wouldn't you prepare? Hmm? Will you prepare? Hmm? I'll prepare. That's what Christ is saying. They're not prepared. They're not prepared. A bad grape, okay, will cause you to be... Now, a good grape, is t it tastes delicious, and you drink it. You drink too much, you're going to get drunk. But you drink a bad grape, okay, you're going to get drunk real fast. And it's going to cause you to be in some serious stomach pain. Okay, some serious stomach pain. You eat a bad fig is going to cause you some serious stomach pain when you ain't even thinking right. So if you're eating bad spiritual food, if you're eating, if you're drinking bad spiritual wine, you're not in your right mindset. He who comes first, you will worship. You will worship him. Not the good fig, but the bad fig. 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? I'm going to read 44 again. Therefore, be ye also ready, 
for in such an hour as ye think the Son of Man shall the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is the servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. You will be blessed because you're the good fig, and the good fig knows their father. Amen? And we hang on to that branch, that branch that is Jesus Christ, never letting go, but always being pruned by our father. Really, I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler of all his goods, but in if that evil servant, that bad fig, that bad grape, shall say in his or her heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. Impatient, huh? And shall begin to smite his or her fellow servants and to eat and to drink with the drunkards. They're having all the fun. If I hear one more person say, It's not fun. It's not fun. Life's not fun. Life's hard. Life's tough. Life's not fun. You have your moments where it's fun, okay? But every day is not fun. Amen? Every day is not a fun day. Every day is not Disney, Six Flags. It's not It's not that stuff. It ain't Magic Mountain. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's just not that. So if I hear one more person in this generation say, it's not fun, I'm a, I'm a pop. Okay? I'm a pop because it's absolutely crazy to me when they say, it's not fun. I'm not having fun anymore. You couldn't serve God then. Because it ain't fun sometimes. It's just not. But the outcome is awesome. It's awesome. 48. But in if that evil servant shall say in his or her heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not, or her look not for him. And in that hour... That he or she is not aware. Why? Because they're worshiping Antichrist with everyone else. And they're finally saying, oh my God, I get to meet the people, the real gospel people of the world. I get to meet them. And we get to be in their revival. Okay, go right ahead. Enjoy thyself. Enjoy thyself. Because you want to have fun. He want, you want to have a good old time. That's, that's exactly what they got. That's what they want to do. <laughs> again, again. The Lord of that service shall come in the day when he looketh not for him or her. And an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut or cut him or her asunder, and appoint them, him or her, his portion. I gotta quit. I'm done with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Glory to God. If you are a good fig, you make God in Christ proud. Okay. If you're a good fig, if you're his elect, if you're his wife, if you're bringing in brides to be. Amen. You make your father proud, and the wine at that wedding is going to be spectacular, and the fig cake is going to be spectacular. Okay, understand what I'm saying to you. Okay, Christ will bless you. He has blessed you. He will protect you. If you're a bad fig, stinky grape, okay, no good sucker. Okay, you will be deceived, and you will be weeping and gnashing your teeth, as a hypocrite does, because that's who you are. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All going to praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.